All right. Hey, guys, welcome to another episode of Pursuing Jesus podcast. My name is Shane Winnings. So excited to bring you part two of Becoming Love. If you missed part one, go back to my podcast, click on Becoming Love, or if you're on YouTube, just search for that. Um, I can put a little put a little uh, card right here so you can click on it. This is part two of Becoming Love. Hey, we got Valentine's Day coming up, and it is super important that we understand what it means to be love. You know, God is love, and the Bible says that if we are in Christ, we ought to walk as he walked. The Bible says that they will know us by our love. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. There are so many verses about love, and Paul talks in 1 Corinthians 13, we talked about this yesterday, but you can do everything you could possibly think of. Be the best preacher, miracle worker, deliverer, prophetic, everything. And if you don't have love, you can be burned at a stake. You can give all your money to the poor. If you don't have love, you've got nothing. So let's become love. Amen. Hey, listen, we need your help. One, keep sharing this podcast, please. We are reaching so many people. It's insane. We're going to hit 200,000 streams here so soon. I'm excited. But, I need your help uh, partnering with our ministry. I just made the announcement on YouTube, and I posted a couple stories. But here's the first announcement over the podcast. I am launching a two-week kingdom school this summer. I'm looking at July or August, and it's going to be here in Dallas. You just need to cover your flight and your food while you're here. I am working on raising the money um, to get Airbnbs for everyone, like a big nice mansion, you know, for 20 people and another one for the other 20 or whatever. We're looking at having 30 to 50 students. Um, I just put the word out this morning. We've already have six emails of people interested, and I think we're going to have a lot more by the grace of God. And so one, if you're interested in a kingdom school, if you're interested in going deeper um, in your identity, becoming unoffendable, becoming love, if you're interested in being equipped and activated and going deeper in your theology with healing, deliverance, prophetic, all of the spiritual gifts, and then going and doing them, we're going to do outreach here locally in the Dallas area. You've got to come. It's going to be epic in person. I'm not live streaming it. I will record it to post back later, but this is going to be a special time with tons of feedback. I mean, I only want 30 to 50 people so that we can have a lot of back and forth dialogue discussion. There's going to be a lot of questions. I know. What about this? What about that? We're going to get into it. So if you're interested, um, send me an email at overcomerstx at gmail.com. TX as in Texas. Overcomerstx at gmail.com or just send me a DM on Instagram. Say, hey, I'm interested in the two-week kingdom school. Now, listen, with that, we are still looking for 82 more partners, $30 a month. That's a dollar a day. Um, We have 18 so far. So thankful for you guys who have stepped up. We need some help to make all this stuff happen this year. So send me a DM on Instagram if you're willing to sign up for that. You could do it at shanewinnings.com. Click the Give button. Listen, let's get into this. How can you become unoffendable? Well, let's look at the reasons why we get offended. 
What are some reasons that you get offended? How, why do you justify when you get offended? What, what's happening in life that makes it okay for you? Someone wrongs you. Someone doesn't meet up to your expectations. What is it? Think right now. Oftentimes, it's some sort of unmet expectation or it's some type of betrayal, even low level, or um, some kind of cut or dig at your integrity or at your character or whatever. And so we get offended. But let me tell you something. When you get offended, you actually reveal that you care what people think about you. And you reveal that you have not fully surrendered and yielded yourself to the Lord. I'm not saying you don't love him. I'm not saying you don't read your Bible. I'm not saying you don't have a relationship with God. I'm saying if you are offendable, there is a place in your life that has not been fully surrendered to God. And let me explain what I mean. If I am on YouTube reading comments and someone says, hey, you're an idiot and I hate the way you preach and I hate your voice and I, I think that you're one of the worst preachers of our time. Now, if I allow that to offend me, that means that I am still alive and I'm supposed to be dead. I'm supposed to be dead to myself and alive to Christ. That means if you can take something away from me, then I'm giving, I'm giving you a piece of it. Does that make sense? If, if, if you can take away a part of my, um, my perceived value then that means I'm putting some of my value in your opinion. I'm giving it to you, but it's not yours to have. You see, my life is not my own, actually. I was purchased with a price, and so were you. My life belongs fully to God. And so it is actually Jesus who is meant to completely satisfy me and fulfill me in every way. And it is in Him and in the Father that my identity is supposed to be resting and found in. I was created by God for God, but what happens is if I'm not intentional about dying to myself, I can know that I'm created by God, but I can think it's for me or for the world. And so I will begin to put expectations and I will begin to put value on my opinion and the opinion of the world. And the problem is this old saying, if you live by their praises, you'll die by their criticisms. And when you get offended, you automatically reveal that there's a part of you that is not dead. Let me put it this way. If I start to get offended and I start to introspect and I'm looking and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, what about my voice? Maybe I should change my voice. I am all of the sudden... I'm like grasping for straws in the realm of identity, right? Because I've let some random person on YouTube rock my world. Have you ever heard that saying, hurt people, hurt people? Okay, so if someone is lashing out at you, say in that example, who's the one actually with the problem? 
because you see, I'm actually, I'm solid in my identity. And so now if I were to read a comment like that, I would be like, man, I wonder what's going on in their heart that would make them say something like this. Like, I wonder what would possess someone to get on social media and just trash someone else. And all of a sudden, I can see that person through a correct lens instead of taking offense and then what happens when we get offended? We tend to justify ourselves. We defend ourselves. We're like a cat in a corner. All of a sudden, people are getting a piece of our mind and I got to create a resume on why you're wrong and why I'm right. Guys, that's exhausting and that is not what we're supposed to be doing. You see, because I'm not alive for that person. I'm alive to shine for Jesus. And I'm not accountable to that person. I'm accountable to Jesus. Say you're a worship leader and someone says, hey, your voice sucks. Now, I'll just be honest. Look, if you're trying to lead a worship team and you go to an audition and they say, hey, you're just not what we're looking for. Practically, you might not be the right fit. Maybe your voice isn't that great. That doesn't mean you should stop worshiping. I'm just being honest. I'm not a great singer. So if I go try out for a worship leader spot and I get rejected, I can't all of a sudden get offended at the worship leader because they don't want me to sing. Well, I just need to recognize like, hey, I guess I don't have what it takes. And I already know that. Like I have some self-awareness. Does that make sense? But say you already are a worship leader and, and someone in the congregation, you overhear them, you know, after service or something. They're like, man, the worship leader just sucked today. You can't take that to heart. Your identity can't be in what you do for God or what you do in general. My identity is not in, you know, my weightlifting, my preaching, my golfing, my even my being a husband or being a father. My identity is as a son of God. And guess what? My father in heaven will never, he'll never shame me. He'll never condemn me. He'll never reject me. He always loves me. He's always saying good things about me. He literally paid the highest price for my life so that he could have me. And now he does. So every day I get filled by him and in his presence. And I recognize that I'm alive for him and I wake up for him and I'm on this earth for him. And the Bible says that I was created to shine. I wasn't created to have a good day. I wasn't created for all my ducks to be in a row. I wasn't created for people to treat me nice. I wasn't created for everyone to recognize my value and to treat me accordingly and to make sure they affirm me and all of the things the world tells you that you need. Oh, people need to be affirmed. They need to be valued. They need to know that they're treasured in an organization. I'm not saying those things don't work in a worldly sense. You know, if you're running a business, you want to make sure that you're good to your employees. But the Bible does not teach that. The Bible doesn't teach that we need those things. The Bible actually says, the Lord is my shepherd. I don't need a thing. But do you actually believe that you can be fulfilled by God to the point where you could never be offended again? I remember when I was a cop and people would scream horrible things at me. I'm not a racist. I've never done anything racist. I help anyone. Anyone who calls 911, I'm going there as fast as I can. I don't know what color you are. I don't know what your background is. I don't even care. 
you're a human being. You need my help. I'm going to be there. And I'm a Christian. Like, skin color doesn't mean jack to me. But I would get to certain calls, and people would call me names and stereotype and all these other things. And guess what? I'm not offended by that. Can you imagine if I'm standing there yelling at someone, justifying myself? Well, how are you going to call me that? You have no idea what I've been doing for the last four years. I just did CPR on someone and blah, blah, blah. And let me give you some statistics. And actually, did you know that this race is responsible for this? And by the way, I'm a Christian. You're going to call me that? You don't even know who I am. Guys, what in the world? That doesn't do anything. I've had people yell some crazy stuff at me, and I just looked at them and I said, hey, I'm sorry that you're hurt, and I'm sure that you've been through a lot, but let me tell you something. Whoever you're accusing me or making me out to be, I'm not that person. I'm a child of God, and I love the Lord, and I love people. And I'm sorry you've had a bad experience, but I'm not that person. And time will tell if I'm telling the truth or not. I love you. That's about all I would say to people who are screaming at me. Why? Because I don't need to justify myself. Because I'm not offended. Because I didn't wake up and say, man, I'm so glad to be a cop today and people better recognize that I'm out here protecting the public and serving and every, I'm one of the good ones. And I, 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 that's a no. That's a zero right there. That's all about me. I'm waking up and I'm saying, God, I love you. I'm excited to shine for you today. I can only shine a light where it's dark. You can't see a flashlight in the middle of the day, God. I thank you for putting me in dark places, literally making me work at night. During the night shift, I'm going to go light it up. And whenever it was dark, I had a chance to shine for Jesus. And whenever someone screamed at me, it was immediately revealing of the position of their heart, and it did not affect me one bit. You see, when you become unoffendable because your value, your identity is not in things or positions or whatever, or even other people, your identity and value is in Christ alone. When you become unoffendable, you begin to see people the way that they truly are. All of a sudden, I'm not offended by some person who's screaming at me racist things. I can actually see them. And it's like I can see into their soul and into their mind and their heart. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you, you are so hurt. You've been through so much hurt. And that actually gives you the ability to have compassion for people that the world would justify if you were to argue back with them. I don't want to argue back. I want to have compassion. Now, that's met with truth. There were totally times where I straightened someone out and they were saying wild stuff. And I said, hey, none of that's true. And let me tell you this, this, and this. But what I'm saying is I can say all that with love in my heart, not pride and from a place of self-justification, self-defense. Definitely not from a place of hurt feelings. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? There is a place where even your closest friend or family member can be just going off or accusing you of something that you never did or they saw it the wrong way or they heard bad information, whatever. And you're not offended. You just go, hey, whoa, hey, look, let's talk about this. What's going on? That's some, you know, that's some wild stuff that you're saying. Let's talk. Where did, and you can just begin to communicate. Guys, this in the scope of love, especially relationships, we're talking about Valentine's Day. This is priceless. 
I don't even want to say to have in your tool belt. This is something you need to become. It's not something that you do or apply. You become unoffendable. You become love. That way, you and your spouse, you know, some days you might just miss each other. It can just happen. Maybe it's demonic. Maybe it's just hormones. Maybe it's mood, whatever. Who knows? But some days, maybe you say something and they take it the wrong way or they say something and you have the ability to take it the wrong way. If you're living in your flesh, you might take it the wrong way. And you might be like, what did you just say to me? I can't believe you talked to me like that after this, this, and and then there you go. But what if someone, what if your spouse or your, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your family member, whatever, they say something to you. Maybe it's out of the wrong spirit. Maybe they're just having a rough day. They say something out of the flesh and you just go, hey. That was kind of out of character for you. Like you're you're normally very sweet and that just came off kind of rude or kind of snarky or kind of like a dig at me. What's going on? Why you why did you say that? And I'm not offended. I genuinely want to know where you're coming from because clearly you're not okay at this moment and I want to help you be okay. Guys, this has saved my wife and I from ever having a fight. We've been together for almost six years. We have never fought once. Have we disagreed? Of course we have. We're not going to agree on everything. Have we passionately defended positions that we held? Of course. But we've never fought. We've never yelled at each other. We've never called each other names. We've never slammed a door. We've never stormed out. We've never raised our voice at each other. Why? Because we don't need that. Because we're not offended with each other. Because we're filled up by Jesus every day. And our identity is in Him. And I don't wake up to have a great day with my wife. I wake up to shine for Christ. I don't wake up with a bunch of needs for my wife to meet. And when she doesn't, I have the ability to get hurt, offended, and justify the reason I'm acting out towards her. No, I wake up to shine for Jesus. And I actually get filled by Him in the prayer closet. And when I come out of my prayer closet... I am overflowing with love and just with the presence of God, and I have something to give my wife, not something to need. So how can I be offended when I have something to give? I'm not expecting anything. Come on, I know I'm talking to someone. It is easy to get offended if you have expectations on your significant other and then they don't meet those expectations. Or God forbid, you've been doing the dishes every day for a week and then your spouse comes in and they go off on you about something and blah, 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 and then you get offended and now you're in a fight. What if you just do the dishes for a week because they need to be done and you're the person who just happens to do them and you're just shining for Christ and it's not about 50-50, it's 100-100 and maybe I'm doing them this week, maybe you're doing them next week, who knows? Who cares? I'm not keeping score. I'm just here to contribute to this family and love you and just... I'm, I know you're not taking advantage of me and I'm just, I'm here to serve and I'm doing the dishes and all of a sudden you come in and you've had a bad day or something's going on and you say something out of character and instead of getting offended and justified and saying, I can't believe you would say that, you know, I've been slaving over the house for the last week and you're going to have the audacity to come in here. Anyone can relate to that? I can't. I don't say that boastfully or pridefully. I, I'm saying I can't relate to that. Because in my house, because we seek the Lord first every day and allow him to fill us every day, if one of us is off at some point, because look, we're humans, we're in fleshly bodies, we're not perfect. I've totally not walked this thing out perfectly. 
but I married the right girl who really loves the Lord. And if there's a day that I am just, I say something out of character, I say some snarky little comment or something like that, Jessica can say, hey, babe, what was that? That seemed a little rude. And then I go, oh, you're right. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I was totally out of my flesh. That was so dumb. Please forgive me for that. But say we're say you're in that situation. You're doing the dishes all week. They come in, they start yelling at you, or they just start going off, or they heard something, or they whatever. Instead of justifying yourself and getting offended and defending yourself and building a resume on why you're awesome and why they're wrong, you can just say, hey, hold on, what's going on? You seem you seem upset. You're you're saying some things that seem pretty mean towards me. Let's just have a conversation. I want to hear you out, but I just I don't understand why you're talking the way that you are. And you just begin to communicate. You see, when you're unoffendable, listen, it takes two to tango, only one to pursue peace. If you become unoffendable, there will never be two to tango because you will always be pursuing peace. And you marry the right person or you both get born again, you both die to yourself and become alive in Jesus Christ. Imagine if you're both unoffendable. You can have an amazing marriage like Jessica and I do. We are so blessed because God has shown us how to become unoffendable and how to become love. I'm telling you, if you can grasp this, if you can die to yourself, if you can get rid of expectations, you can truly find the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. God has to be the source. This is when you go into the prayer closet and you say, Lord, I'm not waking up today to have a great day. I'm not waking up today for all my ducks to be in a row. I'm not waking up today to have perfect health. I'm not waking up today for my kids to act perfectly. I'm not waking up today to be treated right by my own spouse. I'm waking up today to shine for you. Thanks for giving me another day with breath in my lungs. Thank you for letting me shine for you today. Lord, help me to see the way you see. I, I lay down every expectation. I lay down all of my own fleshly desires, my will, my emotions that aren't in alignment with you. I want you to have your way with me today. Father, thank you that you fulfill me. You sustain me. You're always saying good things about me. You see my value. You see my identity. You have a purpose and a destiny for me. You died for me, Jesus, even while I was a sinner. You love me so much. God, thank you for loving me. And you just begin to commune with him. All of a sudden, you are so filled with the knowledge and the revelation of your relationship with Jesus Christ and how he sees you and how you see him. And I'm telling you, when you go through the day like that, everything changes. You have to become unoffendable. Amen? Well, guys, I hope this helped. Listen, we've got one more part in this series of Becoming Love. If it did, please share this podcast. Hit that copy link. Message it to some friends and family. Take a screenshot, post it on your uh, social media, tag me, I'll share it. Let's get the word out there and let's help people begin to become love.